0: The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor. And it do not necessarily speak to the entire West Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Primary scripture passage is Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30. And then we have a little verse from Galatians that I'll read to go along with it. Come to me. This is, Jesus, just, this is Jesus speaking. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, And my burden is light. Then Galatians 5.1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then. Do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Well, if I told you that stress was the number one health problem in America... Would you believe me? Does just hearing the word stress make you feel a little stressed out? There's an irony here because in many ways, our daily lives include much less grinding labor, repetitive toil just to get food on the table and a roof over our heads than did the lives of our parents, grandparents, certainly great-grandparents. For instance, what do you think your granddad or great-grandfather would have thought of phrases like this? Alexa, turn on the kitchen light for me. Or Alexa, play some hip hop. Or Alexa, Iron my green blouse. We're actually not at that point yet. <laughs> but just wait. You've seen those movies about robots. They're set not that far in the future. Well, I googled the word stress. It's, it's not the perfect research, uh, you know, research um, method, but, methodology. But I googled the word Stress and was astounded to see how many hits came up, how many websites popped up. Can you guess how many? Don't Google it on your phones right now, that's not fair. Um, stress, just the word stress. How many hits? You heard that, seven billion four hundred thirteen thousand. were you joking? Kinda, yeah? You, yeah, right, right. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Speaking of robots, um, any other guesses? A million hits. Well, my my Google brought up nine hundred and six million hits. That's almost a billion. You weren't that far off. Almost a billion internet sites that mention stress. That's not searches that people are making. Those are sites that come up with the word stress. Recently, the American Psychological Association reported a survey showing that chronic stress is linked to the six leading causes of death in the U.S. Heart disease, cancer, lung ailments, accidents, cirrhosis of the liver, and suicide. And more than 75% of all physician office visits are for stress-related ailments and complaints, according to the internet. All right, my apologies. Let's take a deep breath, maybe say om if you need to. Think of your happy place. We'll get our heart rates back down again. But I know I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. Life can wear us down, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. In some ways, spiritual weariness can be the hardest to bear. Jesus knew this. He saw it in the people around him. Let's listen again to what he says. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, heavy-laden down, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When he says, take my yoke upon you, what does he mean? I confess I have a little bit of resistance and always have to this passage because it's talking about discipline it's talking about being like a beast of burden that has a yoke and can't decide where they want to go. Someone else decides where they go um, i don't I don't respond well to a yoke being put upon me? Am I being told what to do or where to go? And yet, I know that Jesus speaks in paradoxical, parabolic sayings. And so I did want to dig deeper into this. In the Hebrew Bible, our Old Testament, which was the Bible that Jesus and his friends knew well, there are 41 verses that use the word yoke, in the sense of a burden or a means of servitude. Those scriptures speak often of the yoke of the law or the yoke of the commandments, meaning the Mosaic laws and commandments in the first five books. These commandments originally were set up to help God's people understand how God wanted them to live. That's pretty good. They were intended to help people know how to love and serve God. But they were also understood, and more and more over time, became understood as how to keep God from getting angry with me and punishing me, or us as a people. This is very human and very understandable. I do this too, we do this too. It's easy to try to figure out how we need to live, what we need to do, rules or guidelines that we need to follow, in order to be good people, but also in order to not get God upset with us. So, we get caught up in doing the right things and avoiding doing the wrong things, and in itself, that's, that's not a bad way to live healthy lives. But the religious leaders of Jesus' day, and, and some of us and religious leaders now, were caught up in a very detailed system of rules That they told people that the people had to follow in order to avoid God's anger. Jesus speaks to this often. In Matthew 23, 4, he says, The teachers of religious law and the Pharisees crush people with unbearable religious demands and never lift a finger to ease the burden. The Greek word for burden there is the same as the word for burden in our passage. For instance, scholars say that by the time of Jesus, the Pharisees had added over 600 regulations just to explain what qualified as working on the Sabbath, because one of the commandments is, remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy, don't work. So you were allowed to eat radishes on the Sabbath, but you were warned against dipping them into salt because you might leave them in the salt too long and pickle them. And pickling is what was considered work, Sabbath-breaking work. So the Pharisees actually had discussions as to how long it took to pickle a radish. I guess it depends on the circumference of the radish and the moisture already in it, right? It was fine to spit on a rock on the Sabbath. Aren't y'all glad? Have you, have you, have you, you know? Just remember, we've got rocks right outside the door. It was fine to spit on a rock on the Sabbath, but you could not spit on the ground because that might make mud and mud was essentially the same as mortar and you use mortar to put stone walls together. So if you make mortar, you're doing work So don't spit on the dirt, just spit on a rock or, you know, on a friend. I mean, anything that won't, although they'll have to work to clean it off, so be nice. Add 598 more rules like this, and you can see why even people who deeply desired to please God would have been exhausted, weary, to the point of despair. Jesus knew that God, like a loving father or mother, doesn't require us to work to exhaustion to earn God's love or avoid God's punishment. Instead, Jesus offers a very different paradoxical antidote to those crushing requirements. He says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me and you will find rest for your souls. Now, have any of you ever worked with oxen or yoked animals? Well, I've gotten really interested the last few years in the Oregon Trail, and I've done a lot of reading, particularly of women's journals that they wrote on the Oregon Trail. And oxen were incredibly important to the immigrants because because the oxen could make it all or most of the way from Missouri to here. If oxen are well-trained and taken care of, they can pull sometimes twice their own weight. Two oxen, huge, huge beasts, can pull up to 3,000 pounds. So think of what long-distance trucking does for getting things to us today. Up until not that long ago, it was oxen and it was oxen in Jesus' day also. So that's the image for us to have when we hear this scripture. Two oxen side by side with the wooden bar over their backs horizontally, yoked together so that they can work together and pull a heavy load or plow a long field. Someone who really understands how to train oxen will fit the yoke make shave the yoke so it fits each animal individually just perfectly. That might be what Jesus means when he says his yoke is easy. It's custom-made. When we take his yoke it fits us perfectly. Even more astonishing though, Jesus I think is telling us not that we're in the yoke with another ox and he's the driver, telling us where to go, take my yoke upon you, I believe means that he is the other ox. He is the other ox. So when we take on his yoke, we're joining ourselves to him. That's how the burden gets carried. That's how he gives rest, refreshment to our souls. When farmers train new animals to use the yoke, they often yoke the young, inexperienced ox with an older, strong, trained ox as the yoke mate. Until the young ox gains strength and experience, the large ox pulls all of the weight. So when we are yoked with Jesus, he bears the load. He bears the weight of our burdens. And isn't this how the best teachers teach? When we think about disciples, that comes from the same root as discipline. Disciples were students. Jesus says, learn from me. We know that the best teachers don't just tell us what we need to learn or try to get us to go the direction they want. They get right down in there with us. They show us how they learned. They are gentle. They help us step by step as we strengthen our learning muscles and get more and more able to bear the burden ourselves. They encourage us. They understand and are forgiving of our faults. And they make learning fun and easy. And I think this is amazing, wonderful news to us. It is to me that the heaviest, heaviest, most exhausting things that I have to carry Don't have to carry them alone. Jesus will be my yoke mate. That's what he's saying, but it's an invitation. It's an invitation. In Galatians, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. We can know if we stop and listen what enslaves our souls and our spirits and weighs us down. Paul says, do not let yourselves be burdened again. That is a pointed reminder to me that I am very, very prone to picking up those hard burdens again, even if I lay them down, even if I let Jesus start to carry them even if I let God's spirit carry the brunt, I'll pick him up again. I'll just pick him up again. I'll just shove him or her or them out of the yoke or take myself out of it and go over to the heavy burden again and try to trudge along with it. But we have this invitation not to let ourselves be burdened again, but to Come to God. Let the Spirit be our yoke mate. What burdens you down this morning? How has it been feeling to you to walk the way of the Spirit? Has it felt easy? And refreshing, has it felt heavy and exhausting? When we listen to the Spirit, when we listen to our friend Jesus invite us to come to him, what specifically is he asking me, is he asking you to do? To lay the burden down. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends. If you'd like to stay connected with us in other ways, we have a couple options for you. You can check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find some more information about who we are as a community. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a Instagram account with the name West Hills Friends. So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast.